Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sportsish with Elisa Hernandez. We have a great show for you today because we have the one, the only, Josh Butler. You guys may know him as Josh Butler TV on all his social media pages and the dad to Roxy and Remy. He is our first guest of the season. So, Josh, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Going back to your football career, you are a cornerback from MSU. You graduated with your master's degree. So congratulations on that. But you recently participated in Pro Day 2021. When you're coming out of a pandemic year, how do you even begin to get yourself or keep yourself in football shape to even prepare for something like Pro Day? It's a, it's a crazy situation. I'm just you know grateful to be able to have a Pro Day this year because, you know, last year um, in 2020, it got canceled due to COVID. And uh, that, was our, that was our time to come out and to be able to actually have a better chance in making it to the NFL. Uh, but since the restrictions and everything, it's, it's just really been super hard. You know, it's just really been re- very tough. And then, like, all the gyms closed and, like, uh, there was no more. You know, you couldn't do nothing. So in order <laughs> for me to stay in shape, <laughs> for really, so you, you really couldn't do nothing. Um, so in order for me to stay in shape, I, uh, I took all the programs and stuff that I had that I was doing at Michigan State. And I built my own stuff, went to go buy my own weights from, like, Facebook Marketplace to stay in shape. And then uh, since now I stay out here in California, me and my dogs, we literally just go run up in the mountains at Runyon Canyon or something. Um, and that's the best possible way I can, I can stay in shape. And once I when I got to pro day, I still ran like a 4-4. Uh, I did better than I expected on the bench test. Um, and so I, my workouts at home, workouts or whatever thing I was doing here was doing pretty good. Uh, and then um, some of my friends that stay out here in California too, like Tyreek, uh, he's also – participated in the uh, pro day uh, me and him would get together we already you know we know what to do as far as defensive wise and everything and uh, we'll just work out together and even Matt Cyber, he's staying in Arizona right now but he when he did come out here we always work out so I always had people to be with him that was motivated to do the same dreams as me but how big is it to kind of have those people to kind of lean on and keep you motivated on the days that you may not want to yeah it's very big you know because we we take uh each other accountable you know it's like it's some days like bro i'm i'm tired or something like bro we got to do it though you know what i mean because you <laughs> got we like oh was like all right we only got like a week left we we, we got to do it it's like three three more days or something you know it, so it was just keeping keeping each other accountable for everything that we was doing 2021 pro day happened then the draft happened i know that you had your heart set on being signed to a team what is the goal there for you now like what's your next steps do you have connections now do you have something that you can share about your future in the nfl uh just staying in shape and uh, uh you know just uh, constantly reaching out to people um just doing whatever i possibly can to be honest because like i said it's still a really tough day they only bring in a certain amount of people for like workouts mm-hmm. and stuff now. So um, just staying in touch with, with everybody who was uh, at our pro day. They gave us a list of names and uh, just trying to get as much connections as I possibly can to, to those people, you know, uh, just to make sure, you know, just bothering them. Like I'm, I'm available. Mom always available, you know, just to just to get at least one try. You know, I just want to be able to have the chance, the opportunity to say that I had the chance to at least try out or something. Um, but but yeah, just patiently waiting, you know, and just staying ready. I mean, I feel like every good football story comes from adversity and every good football right. story comes from something that you've had to work 10 times harder than the guy next to you to get. So <clears throat> definitely wishing you all the best on that, because I know it's not an easy role to take, but I respect you for continuing to chase after that dream because it's, it's going to come. What would you kind of say are the top five cornerbacks in the NFL if you had to name them? 
who, who are the top five right now? Yeah. Well, to you, to you, to you. I mean, I have my five, but I want to see what your five are. Y'all oh, okay. Yeah, I, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't put me out there. You can't put me out there. Like that. You know, I didn't, I didn't, say, I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't say who you were better than. I said just top five in the <laughs> no, NFL. I'm, saying, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. I'm, I'm just saying it's like you know, people be mad if you don't put put this person they think is number one or something, but. Uh, I I gotta go with with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I gotta go with Gilmore. Um, okay, you got two on my list, so we're on the same page. Xavier Howard, Howard is in there. He's pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> you gonna be Lattimore, on that list? definitely, definitely, <laughs> okay. definitely okay. in there. Okay. Um, you got you got Chris Harris Jr. from the Chargers. He was a former Bronco. That's why I always give him love. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with, with White from from the Bills. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I could I could I could I could I can accept that. That's a, that's a pretty good list right there. See, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> I know <Yeah>. that. <laughs> no, I know. I definitely I had Gilmore. I had Hayward. I had Ramsey, Lattimore, and then I had Chris Harris on my list. So I had to get yours because obviously. Okay. We always strive to see who we want to be like. Who would you say that you form your game after, or who was someone that you kind of looked up to to kind of strive to be? Uh, as far as corner wise, um, I used to watch a lot of Darrell Reeves highlights, and then as far as like um, just just being able to be, I guess, electrifying. I used to watch a lot of Devin Hester highlights. I don't know one kid who didn't watch Devin Hester highlights. And that was exactly. I was gonna do like special team stuff even in college, but yeah, everybody everybody did. And um and as far as like mentality wise, um it was Ray Lewis for me. Uh, just to, I like I like hitting. That's that's what I like to do. That's why I was able to play like corner or nickel or move to safety and stuff like that. So um just having those motivations on defense was a big thing for me. You know, I will say this, that Ray Lewis's intro in Madden was the only one that I actually would fully watch because it was just so inspiring. I'd be like, man, like, am I about to go to war? Am I about to play a video game? Because I would legit watch <laughs> his whole speech. Won't you be remembered? How would you be remembered? Why wouldn't you fight for the greatest achievement ever? Leave your mark. I mean, it's just, it's pretty inspiring stuff when you talk about Ray Lewis. Okay, so going into those kind of players, those kind of teams, what was your team growing up? Uh, Cowboys. You rooted for the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, this interview is over. I'm from Thank Dallas. you guys for tuning I'm in. From, I'm from Dallas. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Dallas. I, have, I really have no choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are teams. And, uh, and I always I always liked the Cowboys just, just from Growing up, you know what I mean. This, this is what we was always rooting for, and I just couldn't, you know, just pick nobody else. So, so what's your? What, what's your... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it's all right. Man, it's all right. You can say you, you... every year, though. You know what I'm saying? We always, but yeah, we 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 get a lot of we get a lot of good players, you know. And then like something always happens around playoff time. It's always around playoff time, and you you think we always got a chance, and then our fans, our fans. I already know everybody don't like our fans because we were annoying or whatever, but but we're still loyal <laughs> or whatever. Back. And uh, it just it's just like yeah, you know, our offensive line is always good. Our running back is always good. You know, Dak when he's very really happy, he's good. Uh, we sometimes have trouble on defense, but but like I said, it's all we always do. We always have a pretty decent season in, until we get to the playoffs, and then, <laughs> then it might all right. <laughs> Until until y'all get to the playoffs, yeah, you know, cowboy fans. I think that's some of the most toxic relationships in the NFL between Cowboys fans, Packer fans. I think Browns fans, their relationship has gotten better. But yeah. I, <laughs> so, what would you say is your favorite Cowboys memory as a kid? Mm. You got to go deep in the favorite bank. Memory. <laughs> no, I don't got to go that deep. I just like watching Dez Bryant a lot. Uh, they see it. That, that one catch. That they say it wasn't a catch, that was a catch. Oh, so you're they saying that for the record, catch. it was a catch? That was a everybody knows that was a catch. Come on now, <laughs> that was a catch. That was a catch. Everybody knows that. That's just messed up. But yeah, I just you know, uh, yeah, just the, his whole era when he was when he was playing, even as a rookie, when he that's came fair. in. So that's just yeah, I like I like watching him. That's when it was. That's that's when it was actually getting. 
getting pretty good too. That's true. Yeah, That's Tony true. Romo. You the, got you got they had, they had a better plan, Tony Romo. You know, I think Tony Romo has really found his calling though, going into the broadcast booth because he calls plays before they even happen. I think he's really found his calling yeah. in the booth. That's just yeah, me. He, he's all yeah, he's he's always he's always been like that. He's always been like a, a very smart person in decision making, you know, but injuries and stuff played a big part of it towards the end of his uh career and everything. Um, so you can't call him like a bad quarterback. If you look up his stats, his stats is phenomenal. <laughs> All right, we, we're going to agree to disagree on that. But <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, okay. But I will. <laughs> yeah, but I will. You will see. No, no, I'll give Tony Romo his flowers. He definitely has some moments that I was questioning why he was a quarterback. But so he did have other shining moments in his career. And you definitely always have to throw up the X for, De- for Des Bryant because he's definitely a beast on the field. I was actually really happy to see him get that opportunity with the Ravens, especially when it was short lived with the Saints. But who is your favorite cowboy there? That's my last cowboy question because I know everybody listening is like, can we get off the cowboys? But I will ask you, who is your favorite cowboy of all time? <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna just go with Emmy Smith. Solid pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going solid pick. Solid pick. Solid, solid pick. Solid. So I can't go, can't go wrong with Emmett. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't go wrong with Emmett. I mean, I always give love to Michael Urban. He's part of our NFL network crew. He's obviously a beast on the field as well. So and him and Des Bryant, him and honestly any receiver, they're back and forth. It's hilarious. And he rides for the Cowboys pretty, pretty strong. Which yeah, as I he know. should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. But uh, you know, going on to what we're talking about, you know, Tony Romo finding his life after football. And like as great as he was on the field, he's been even better in the broadcast booth. You as great as you are on the field, you are very, very popular on these social media channels. That's actually how I ended up following you because of Roxy and Remy and just your whole story and everything. But you've been able to transition yourself into a whole brand. And as for athletes, I know that that's really big, especially now. But how have you been able to kind of make that crossover between the game you used to play and having that transfer over into now this social media and kind of show like spotlight that you find yourself in? Right. Uh so I went to when I went to school, um, I got my master's degree in media and information. Uh, so just learning the media side of everything and um, wanted to do producing growing up. And it's just like, all right, I mixed the both of it. So I mixed the business side with the media side and just being able to understand people and everything and uh, what they're looking for and uh, understand the algorithms for each social media platform. Um, I, I just use that to actually go forward with everything that I do. Um, and so, you know, as you look at my, my any one of my channels, it's literally just probably like funny stuff or just like uh, success that I'm able to do or able to help other people out. Just my positivity, just also checking on people's mental health and stuff like that. Um, so just being able to do stuff like that for social media has gained me uh, quite a, a bit of a following. And then uh, plus the, the funny stuff that I do with my dogs and, you know, a lot of people love animals. And so I, I encrypt them and everything that I, I pretty much do. <laughs> And, uh, you know, people love them a lot. They, they really love them a lot. We just have, we just literally just live our own life. And um, sometimes just whip out a camera and it's just endless funny moments and just upload it and people like it. So uh, that's what I've been doing uh, with that. And then uh, uh, as far as like the acting and producing side goes, um, I had, uh, you know, some few short films here and there and uh, commercial shoots and stuff like that. And um just being out here in California now, um, I've been working as a PA to learn more about producing and, uh, you know, just getting deeper into it, meeting more people. Uh, networking is the, the biggest thing that I, that I possibly learned through college and you know, to be able to go yeah. through like LinkedIn or something or actually physically being there. You ask, you know, you ask the person what they what they do and, you know, how they get into stuff like that. And you just literally just exchange information. And it's that simple. You always stay in contact with them like every other week or so. And it's literally that easy. Like, like uh, the the phrase is about who, you know, not what, you know, that is, that is really <laughs> true. That is, that is honestly really true. And that, uh, and, and the Tebow situation had, yeah, the Tebow situation had just proved that uh, it's, it's about, you know, it. not what, you know, yeah. Speak yeah, on it. Real, real talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's Speak tough. On it. No, I mean, it's definitely yeah. true. I, I know when I saw that news breakthrough, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like Tim Tebow's as a player, you guys are signing him as a player on the squad. Like what is going on here? Because 
you're right. I mean, it is about who you know. It's really about those connections you make early on because, I mean, look, I'm from USC. We all love our Trojans that come out, but Mark Sanchez is not necessarily a Hall of Famer, and yet he has managed to stay employed for a very, very long time within the NFL because of the connections that you make. So you definitely hit a point on that. You know, it's just one of the... That's just how it is. It's just one of them things. It's not as as fair to everybody, but... At the same time, it's either get on board or, or get left out. So that's I'm trying to make my make my connections right now with with anybody that I could possibly get a hold of that's in the league that can possibly at least help me out to get a tryout at least. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, dang, I just want to just want a tryout. That's all. That's all it take. I know. I know somebody's gonna get me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, yo, I'm just one person. Like, just give me, just give me one little tryout. I'm one person. You could fit me in. You can give me an invitation. Yeah, some, some, somewhere. <laughs> I tell, I'm, I'm telling lions. I'm like, dang, y'all can't give, y'all can't give us no trial. Like it ain't gonna hurt. Like what, what is gonna hurt? <laughs> we had our, we had our pro, we had our pro day, you know. So we always, we always mess with them because they down the street. And yeah, it's like, yeah. dang, you know what I'm saying? Take care of your Michigan people. <laughs> we mess with, with them a lot. Big facts. I know. It's like, look, I can contribute to the team. And you know, the thing is, it's like once you're in, you're in. It's like once you're in the system, once your name is in that kind of funnel, and that goes with anything, especially with like social media or like even just media in general. If you get in the door, that's all you need. It's like, just open the door for me and I'll handle the rest. I feel like that's the biggest thing that you can yeah. do, especially when you're trying to make your way. It's like, it's not about, it's about being ready for each moment. That's why you always got to stay ready so you don't get ready. But it's um it's definitely a struggle, especially when you're trying to break into this industry of sports, whether it's multimedia or legit the sports world of being a full-time athlete. And so one of the things that I definitely want to touch base, you were talking about mental health. You were talking about how everyone loves your amazing dogs, Roxy and Remy. <clears throat> For the people that don't know, uh, Josh from Josh Butler TV, make sure you follow him on all his social medias because he's an athlete. How do you describe yourself? I saw that it, w- it was like athlete, actor, and animals. That's what your bio said. Because I feel like that's kind of the basis of what you've yeah. been doing lately, right? So uh, <laughs> definitely make sure. What I've been doing, yeah. <laughs> so make sure you do follow at Josh Butler TV on all his social medias. But the people that don't know, you adopted Roxy and Remy after the passing of your parents. Your both dogs actually attended senior night in 2019. That's actually when I started really following you was back in 2019. And that's another reason why connections are important, kids, because look, now he's on my show. So he didn't know yeah. I was going to have my own show two years ago. And now he's on here. But how important was it for you to kind of have Roxy and Remy help you through those really, really tough times in your life? Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, they don't, they don't really know like the behind or the full story mm-hmm. to say everything. Um, so when I was going through a lot of things, um, cause I was trying to manage a lot, you know, with football being thrown at me and then uh, school, you know, managing that. And then like my whole family situation. And I'm, I'm from Texas. I was all the way in Michigan and I'm not even the oldest child at that. So I'm, I'm like the middle child. You know, I got other family members and stuff, but a lot of people is like leaning towards me. And then I couldn't figure out as to why I'm like, bro, I'm only like 20 years old. I'm still in college. Like, can some like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, can somebody else, you know, what I'm saying, do this, help me out with yeah. something? And it was just, you know, it just, it was just like trying to under, yeah, it, go, it does. It, and it was just kind of just the 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 part of understanding that other people may not be able to handle certain situations um, as you handle them, and so you had to step in. I had to step in to be able to do those things. And it took me a long time to figure it out, but I figured it out. But with Roxanne and Remy, um, like when I was going through those things, I was feeling down and feeling depressed. And it would, it would be like small things as to like them waking me up in the morning so they can go outside. Because it would, it would be days I didn't even want to get up out of bed. I didn't even want to go to practice, uh, none of that stuff. And I didn't want to go to classes. And they would get me up. So just that one start or that one moment to just – something small like that really took me a long way because I want to keep going and keep getting up or they wake me up literally every morning, like right before my alarm waiting, like goes off or whatever. And, uh, and just being able to just have them by my side, uh, it definitely helped um, because, you know, they feel as though they understand, you know, it's just like, if they see me crying or something, you just see one of them, like Remy's right here right now. Come here. <laughs> I know. I heard. I, heard like, I know. For those on the podcast, you yeah, hear that shaking with written. the with the collar. <laughs> that was, that, this is Remy. Yeah, she so she's the youngest one. Uh, 
Roxy is somewhere asleep. Um, but but yeah, they've been helping me out to do you know do a lot of things and just being a big motivation as to when I was down, um, just the small stuff, just going out for walks, you know, just to clear my mind, uh, uh, just stuff like that, just to keep me motivated or you know. Um, like I said, if I if it, like being inside, you just overthink a lot. So when I got outside, I was able, you know, to just breathe and just be free, you know, just do all that stuff. Just watch them chase squirrels or something. Just it, it was literally the little things that mattered uh, that took me a long way when I was, you know, going through a lot of things. So uh, just them two um, being a big motivation to keep on making me want to do more. It really helped. And so for you to kind of have Roxy and Remy to help you through that time, like you said, you're all the way in Michigan. How are you able to kind of get yourself to just realize like, look, I got to protect my mental health. I got to find something that's going to bring me some kind of happiness. How did you even lead to the adoption of these two beautiful animals? Uh, okay. So I got, I actually got Roxy first and that was in mm-hmm. October after we beat Michigan. Got, got to put that in there. We beat Michigan in, uh, in uh, 2017. That's when we got, that's when I ended up getting Roxy. And that was uh, a month before my dad passed, actually. And so I had her before my dad passed away. Mm. And um, like, I, it was it was literally so random. It was just like, you know, the dog needed, she needed a home. Uh, they couldn't find a place for her to need a home. And I was like, I'll take her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't do much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, a, I was a, what was I? You're I in college. You, you want to take on yeah. a whole fur yeah. baby in college? I don't, I don't yeah, but. Yeah, but I don't I don't do much though. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't, you know, smoke or drink or none of that stuff either. So it's like, you know, I I would rather have something else to do, you know, right right after practice or something or this. You know, I was I was I felt as though I can I can actually do it or manage it and it was pretty easy um for the most part. And then I had like roommates and stuff too. So we were like they would like watch them watch her when I wasn't able to be there or something like in between classes, whatever. Um, but you know, just, just responsibility, but I had her and, uh, she was helping me out through that whole process when my dad passed. And then I got Remy after my mom passed, uh, I came back from Texas and the same people, um, which is my teammate, his, 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 um, I think his aunt or something, his dog, their dogs was having more puppies and Mm. they, they're from the same parents. So I got Remy because, uh, I was uh, in my master's program and I didn't have as much time as I had to. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't take her outside as much. Uh, <laughs> she, you know what I'm saying? She needs, she needs a friend. And I was actually going to like the dog shelters and stuff and uh, trying, to, trying to see if they're, they're compatible with e- each other and stuff. And then my, my teammate hit me up. He was like, yeah, bro, they having more puppies. I don't know if you want another one. I was like, I take one. I take, I take, I take another girl. I take another girl. Uh, uh, and then that's how Remy came along, oh, and okay. uh, and so just being able to just have Remy play with Roxy when I wasn't able to do so, that mm-hmm. you know, bring all the energy, uh, you know. But they <laughs> they was they was they were still reckless, you know. It was is I got a pretty pretty funny videos of them like messing stuff up in the in the crib, or when I get back home after a long day and they just messing stuff up. I'm like, dog, oh, y'all gotta, y'all can't keep doing this to me. But it, it it was it was fun. It was a really good farm moment, and you know, just watching them run in the snow. Uh, first, you know, their first time being in the snow and stuff, That's and then, you know, dressing That's them true. up in Halloween costumes, <laughs> and Easter costumes, and stuff. You know, people loved it. You was I, committed. Bring them in a football building. Yeah, yeah. I just bring them in the football building and stuff, and you know, everybody loved them. And I I convinced a lot of people to end up start getting you know animals and stuff. Uh, uh, you know, like a lot of my teammates ended up getting getting dogs and. Uh, you know, just everybody loved him. So uh, it was a big inspiration for a lot of people. That's dope. I mean, we obviously know that animals in general, like animals love, I just feel is uncomparable to most things. But adopting an animal is obviously really, really good to do. My dogs are all rescues. But I have to ask, Roxy and Remy, like where where do those names come from? What made you decide to name them Roxy and Remy? Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't. Don't even know for, for okay so for Roxy um that that name literally just came out of nowhere like as soon as I seen her I then I was like they was asking me about my name I was like uh Roxy it just it just something just popped up in my head like I don't know just Roxy and then um around the time when I was getting Remy I literally just asked people on, on social media like you know you could do a little question mm-hmm. poll thing so I had a, I had a, like a picture 
picture of her and I put it up. And I was like, you know, what should her name be? And people was like, name her Foxy. I was like, I said, bro, that's too close. I can't, I, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, Foxy and Roxy? Like, it was like out of, yeah, it was it's too close. I was like, yeah, I can't do that one. So it was either out of like, um, name her Remy or Bella. And uh, and a lot of people voted more for Remy. So I was like, Remy it is. <laughs> like and the people have stuck. spoken. And, People have spoken. Yeah, Remy with an I. So it was like, all right, cool. Remy with an I. Well, honestly, the success of Roxy and Remy has been really fun to watch. I mean, from even your partnership with Peko, which is so dope. So again, congratulations on that. And just having them be such a force on social media. I noticed across all your social media pages your TikTok has 1.2 million followers. You have 42.6 million likes. I mean, what does it even feel like to have that kind of reach by just doing something as authentic as just hanging out with your dogs? Uh, it, it's it's funny. It's actually really, really funny. Um, like, like I said, it's just we just literally live our, our life and uh, just funny moments will pop up and then people just, just, you know what I'm saying, they actively engage with it. It's like when me and everybody see Remy as like the, the crazy one. Even, even myself, I already know she's like the crazy one. I've been messing <laughs> with her a lot. And a lot of her videos, uh, they be looking forward to that. And with like Roxy and stuff, they look forward to like, you know, just tricks or her minding her own business when Remy's bothering me or something. Um, you know, just her being like super athletic, jumping over stuff and stuff like that. Or just making like funny skits with uh, Roxy because she has like a like a plain face. And it's, it's, it's really hilarious. So it's like, uh, just doing small stuff like that. Um, like I always been into like doing skits myself since like high school. Uh, so it was like, all right, just going to encrypt my dogs into this and people started liking it. Yeah. I, I've noticed like that when I saw how many likes you had on TikTok alone, I mean, you're pretty popular on all your social media pages, but TikTok is, you seem to have really found your success there. How do you even, I know you say just live your life, but like, how do you come up with some of these skits? I mean, you guys be robbing banks together. You guys be, they be punking you to get up. (laughs) (laughs) How do you kind of come up with these skits? And like, honestly, they listen more than I think any other person would in the world. Like they just, they looks like they completely understand you and they just be rolling with whatever you be saying. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We just... We just we just do whatever. To be honest, we literally just do whatever, no matter what it is. It's like from acting like we're playing video games or going to go get food. Like we did a we did a McDonald's skit one time, and that blew up uh, just for me going to go get them some chicken nuggets. It it was funny. It was actually pretty funny. It, I had I had Remy hand hand me like a twenty dollar bill. I had I literally she would like go down and then pick up some money and and I hand it to me. And people's like, how you get all the hell you go? $20 bill. I was, like, I was like, I don't know, just training, bro. Like, yeah, so I'm just trying to, you know, do, do, speaking of like training stuff, so you know, trying to do like stuff like that for like other people and be able to, if I uh, want to learn from, from what I do or stuff like that, I'll be, I'll be trying to, uh, you know, do all that stuff too. So just doing a lot. Yeah, well, speaking of training, I have to, have to ask you about you training with this turtle called Leonardo. <laughs> Where did that even come from? I saw you got a turtle and I'm pretty sure you said you had a chicken, like chicken, but you, you were like, yeah. I think you, I think you were teaching <laughs> Remy and Roxy that chickens are friends and not food. So you got to break it down. Like what, yeah, what is with this farm? Yeah, <laughs> what is it this farm house you got, got going out? It, you know, you know, you live in Los Angeles, right? Ain't no farms around here. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's horses and stuff. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a couple forms out here. You just gotta you gotta find you gotta find them. I know it's like some out in the, like the Compton area and stuff. Uh, and uh, so if you go over there towards that area, they got they got some some farms and stuff. So it's like from from horses to to just about any anything. If I if I can find any type of animal, I'm I'm with it. Um, but but <laughs> this is the turtle came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like in the middle of somewhere. We was we was down by the pond. Um, and wait, so wait, 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 wait. You found this like, turtle? Yeah, I found a turtle, and I was like, all right. So we gotta we gotta figure out where to where to where to put it. 
or something. I, I realized it was like a pond that was like probably like 200 some yards away. I'm like, how the, how, <laughs> how'd you crawl this far? But I, I just like, all right, cool. Turtle's cool. And so I just picked it up. And I was like, this is my turtle Leonardo now. <laughs> and I was like, go get three more, you know, Mike and Ralph and Donatello. So <laughs> get, get a whole crew. <laughs> And then uh, right. the, the chickens, the chickens, um, there's a, a bunch of chickens and I get my, my eggs, my fresh eggs from, from there. And um, they had, you know, just small, small little, little chicks and uh, they was growing up and stuff. So just got some, some, some chicken now that I always go to. And then uh, as far as like the horses and stuff go, um, those are, those are like probably like 45 minutes away. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I just love animals, you know? So just, to be able to just have fun with them. Everybody like, all right. They always ask like, why, where are you coming up with all these animals from? Like, where are you get all these animals from? I'm like, I just, I just be everywhere. And then so you... somebody got a longhorn or something like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I've seen a longhorn ever in my life. And you're over here with a whole chicken, four turtles, two dogs. Like I will say, did you grow up with a lot of animals <laughs> as a kid in Texas? Like, <laughs> I grew up mostly with just with just dogs, but other than that, I was always outside. So um, um, that that just you know just kind of fell in love with animals from then, just from just being outside, um, you know, just being a kid playing in dirt or whatever, you know, dealing with roly polies, you just just stuff like that, and just kind of you know just kind of grew up liking all type of animals, and you know, animals have a have a I feel like animals have like a deep spiritual connection, and so. Everywhere I go, you know, people who have like some type of animal, they like they they seem like oh they seem to like you. I'm like I just like animals. I don't know. I just had to feel <laughs> the aura or something. Like literally, like uh, we was filming uh, this movie one time, and it was in the middle of nowhere. Literally in the middle of nowhere. This is this is where the majority of the horses and stuff that I took my pictures with um, that came from. And uh, and and the lady was really cool. She had like long horns and. Uh, horses, pretty much just about anything you think of that can be on the farm, they was there. And I was like, hey, I can, you know what I'm saying? Go feed your horses or whatever. She's like, yeah, they, they cool. You know, I'm, I'm feeding the horses apples and stuff, and the longhorns don't eat that. They only eat just pretty much grass. But there's, but they was, they was cool too. That's wild. I think you brought a little bit of Texas here to California because <laughs> I definitely have ridden. Oh, yeah. I definitely have ridden horses before. I'm gonna have, I have a big soft spot for horses. I have a big soft spot for dogs. And I will admit, I actually do have a turtle as well. I used to have chickens growing up, but <laughs> that ended a long time ago. <laughs> but I did have chickens when I was growing up, and then I have I had a turtle. Or I have a turtle actually, and I have dogs. And I have I have a lot of animals too. So actually I can't talk too much. But see, I'm I'm from my parents are from El Salvador. Yeah, so yeah. they're known for having a bunch of animals all around all the time. So I'm definitely, definitely used to that. But I will say one of the things you said about spiritual connections that these animals have with you, you have a TikTok skit where you I think you said like I think the sound is like have you been in love before, but you take it as have you ever had a dog before? <laughs> You're like, do you want me to tell you what it's like? That skit is probably one of my favorites that you did because you yeah. just show such a raw emotional side between the bond that you've been able to create with Roxy and Remy. Yeah, like that like raising kids for real. Like raising little kids because I I had them. It was like probably like seven, eight, eight weeks, and um, just from then you just watch them grow up and develop a certain personality for each each one of themselves. And uh, I was like, all right, like. Man, he's low key like I see what you know. what I'm saying you know how people be with they with their dogs or whatever. <laughs> I, low key, I low key feel I feel that now. I, I got respect for y'all now. Um, but yeah, they're, they're like they're like little kids, and it's just it's just like you know they do pretty much just about anything that I ask them to do, no matter like opening the door or something like. Uh, I got a, I got one of those skits a long time ago um, when I was back in Michigan, and uh, we did a skit about them helping me bring in groceries. And that was everybody <laughs> liked that one. That was really funny too. So they would open the elevator door, like press the button, uh, open the just a normal door, and then I'd put like the the uh the grocery bags on them and they'd carry it up. And people liked that. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean I you I feel like you have to have respect for these dog lovers because you you're a dress up kind of you're a dress my dogs up kind of guy now. 
That's fine. Just like you have to own that. You guys yeah. have matching pajamas. You guys got a merch line. I mean, these dogs are, they're pretty sick. I think they got more money than me. Like, I'm a, I'm a little pressed right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We made, you know, just made this, like, small stuff. Uh, you know, people were asking for, like, merchandise and stuff. And so I was able to put up um, something with Bonfire. I don't actually make them. I, I should, though. I, I, I need to learn how to actually do it. That way I can, you know, send notes and stuff to people. But um, it's, it's through Bonfire, and uh, they handled that whole process and everything as of now until I'm able to, you know, actually get the merch sent in. Uh, I don't know, probably figure it out through, like, Alibaba or something, and then just get the, the print and press, the stuff that you need um, in order to actually do it and make it happen, and then just start, like, placing orders, like, make my own website, have people place orders like that. Um, but for now, I'm with with Bonfire, and they pretty much handle the majority of that. So your life after football has been pretty successful. And I was going to say, you know, Roxy and Remy aren't the only stars because you are breaking out into the media world, into the TV world, and you were actually part of the CW All-American show. How was that experience? I saw a couple of things on your social media. You were practicing those drills out there. How nice was it to not only break into that world, but to be able to combine it with your football life as well? Uh, it was it was good. I made a lot of connections out there uh, just to actually see the act you know i like i like the show a lot and then actually mm-hmm. to be able to meet the actors and uh meet everybody in production and stuff it, it was pretty cool to actually experience some stuff like that and um you know those people you know they're pretty much down to earth uh really cool and uh it's like all right i'm a part you know i'm a part of this now this it's kind of crazy how how people how you how it, it, it can be like you can be sitting at home watching your favorite show and now you're a part of their favorite show and uh, it's just like life changing. You don't really realize it until you realize it. Like so, when it when it gets on Netflix, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy because a lot of people are waiting for it to actually come on Netflix. Uh, even though you can watch majority of it on the CW network, but yeah, it's me. I, watch everything. It's me. And, it's uh, me. I'm, I'm one of those people <laughs> that's waiting for it to go on Netflix. That's yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I, I, I don't. I do not blame you. Yeah, wait for everything to drop on Netflix. I do the same thing. Uh, and watching it in like two days, it'd be sad. Be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, that's one of the, I, I was really, I'm a big fan of that show as well. And I noticed that you were on it. One of my favorite things that your humbleness and your kind of down to earthness definitely shows on your social media. One of my favorite things you posted, you were like, you were like finishing uh, filming all American. You're like, I didn't have any lines, but that's that's gonna change soon. You're like, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna get some lines soon. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just manifesting. Uh, you know, and I'm putting myself out there as far as like being able to do certain things and I work with artists and work with other actors and stuff. Um, you know, just putting myself out there and networking as much as possible and um, you know, just make sure that people know what I wanna do when I'm clear forth path and wanna do. Um, you know, just steadily doing auditions and stuff, uh, asking, you know, people, how is this, how is that, what I can do better, um, that way I can, you know, just get deeper into commercials or deeper into just about anything. How did you begin to kind of make that transition? One of the hardest things that I've noticed between athletes that I've known at USC or just different athletes that I've come covered over the course of my career they always have that trouble transitioning out of football, whether it's because they're not ready to let it go or they're kind of putting it on hold. How did you kind of manage to transition out of football to start a different career, but still keep kind of your foot in the door, like you said, by participating in these pro days and always staying football ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically it was kind of a a forced thing to grow up. You know, I don't really have as much support as uh, most people would have. Uh, meaning like, you know, financially or somewhere to stay or not have to worry about other things. I got a responsibility, you know, um, I stay on my own. So I got to make money and be able to put, pay for rent and stuff. Uh, so I, I can't sit around um, and, and you know, just wait and wait and wait. And it's literally taking like a year or so of this or that. And it's taking literally so long, or, or long of a process. Um, so I'm not going to sit around and wait for, for anything. I'm almost continuously work on it, but I'm not going to sit around and just wait on it and not do nothing in the process. Um, so if I can achieve what I'm able to achieve, then I'm going to go ahead and achieve that while, while still being able to achieve the thing that I'm currently working on. So uh, just multitasking and doing everything like that and, um, 
like even when I first moved out here to California, uh, that was a big decision of mine anyway. But uh, nef- ne- definitely, like I said, networking. Um, they taught us how to do that at Michigan State. Uh, we had a thing called keeping it real sessions. Most people paid attention. Most people didn't. I was one of the people that paid attention. Uh, just being able to just do that and listen and follow to the people who are already successful, who is trying to actually teach you things, uh, just paying attention to stuff like that and uh, using it to my advantage because it was give, literally given right to you for free. Like, you know what I'm saying? Coaches and stuff, they telling us, you should be able to do this. You should network with these people, email these people, whatever it is. Like, uh, even like before I moved out here, I was like making my connections, reaching out to people, uh, seeing who they know, they know any producers out here, any, anybody I can send my resume to, uh, anybody I can, you know, just send this to, send that to, send some, send over some footage, you know, of me acting or me doing like my skits or something. Just my showing my 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 creativity, uh, you know, somebody, you know, it's always gonna be somebody out there that's willing to help you out. So, uh, just being able to do that, networking, and then just putting myself out there to the public, uh, that that helped. And uh, people start reaching out, and then you gotta have like your your contact uh, available. So I, I put like my contact information in in my bio. So you press mm-hmm. contact, you can literally just email me easy <laughs> access stuff like that, you know. And then just yeah. being responsible enough to like like actually look through that stuff, you know. I got like like three or four emails, and um, I use them for different things, you know. Which I use like a business email, uh, email just for like junk mail or whatever, you know. If you sign up for stuff, use that email. <laughs> Uh, my my school, my school email and yeah yeah coupons whatever I got stuff like that my school email that's that was you know strictly for school and then uh, just another one just uh, for for like um, for like football or whatever like that so I just email people through that so you know just being able to say stuff like that and then stay organized uh, planning planning everything out um, and just actually checking stuff because there's a lot of opportunities that you may miss on. Um, checking DMs because a lot of people reach out to you through social media too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to check like your request messages and stuff like that. Um, it, that's why a lot of opportunities have popped up for me. Uh, you know, just people being like, oh, this this, this is available. We need this. Uh, we need that. Can somebody do this? I'm on Facebook or whatever. Uh, in Facebook groups. So like the Spartan Dog group chat that for, for mm-hmm. Spartan alumni, uh, Los Angeles Spartans, um, yeah, you know, Spartans mm-hmm. take care of each other now. They, they, they do. They really do. So just, uh, just you know, um, being able to be, just be in like small groups and stuff like that for real. Like you just put your stuff, out, put your stuff out there. You know, you, you tell them you with the Michigan State or whatever. I tell them what you want to do. If they somebody know somebody, then you just you stay connected with them, and then they put you in connection. And then like probably like a week or so or whatever. Um, somebody would be reaching out to you saying like, oh, I got your information from so-and-so. Are you able to do this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And you're like, yep, I sure can. If you, you can't <laughs> do it, you, if, even if you cannot do it, you say you can do it. I, I promise you that, that that that'll go a long way. It, it does. Like a whole bunch of opportunities like that have opened up for me. And now I've been able to learn so much more just for me being like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I don't have a clue of what it, what it was. And uh, when I actually got there, I was just asking questions, you know, like how to do this, how to do that from somebody else. And I was like, all right, cool. And now I know and I'll be teaching other people now. So just, <laughs> you know, just doing stuff like that and, uh, you know, just just staying successful. Uh, and now I'm, I'm putting my, like I said, I'm putting my name out there. You know, more and more people getting to know who I am. Um, even for me working on All-American, if they need me for something, they can always, you know, send call. Like, hey, are you available for these days, this time? Like, yeah, I am. Go and do that. And uh, if there's somebody new there that you, that you haven't met before, network with them. Tell them what you want to do. Uh, and then they might be on a different show. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the people you work with, they might be on a different show. And if you got that, it's like, oh, uh, hey, I, I'm working on something, this movie or this commercial or something, are you available to do this? It's, and it's that simple. And just, uh, just networking, they really helped out a lot. No, I mean, that's definitely big facts. Like one of the biggest things that I've noticed is like you always have to make sure no matter what job you get, you always have to let them know what you ultimately want to do. Like because if you just let them know that this is that this is it, this is where your goal is, like they're never going to consider you for other things. You know, you have to let people know, like I'm doing this. I'll be great at this. But 
my goal is to be X, Y, and Z. You know, I want to keep growing because I feel like that's how people are able to help you out because they know that your potential is kind of limitless versus like, oh, I just want to be this and I'm done. But I know that one of the biggest things for me that I've been interested in your career and kind of your story was just the way that quarantine in itself has changed your approach to not only football, but acting and like social media things. How would you say that quarantine has shaped your entrepreneurship and your brand overall? Yeah. Um, just because one door closed doesn't mean there's many to be open. Um, you know, football is a direct path in order for me to be able to be more successful in life and to be able to continue my journey with football. Uh, and, you know, that door was closed um, and I'm still, you know, knocking at that door, waiting, waiting on it to reopen. Yeah. But, but also, like I said, I just I just felt as though I couldn't sit around. And um, so I was able to I was like, all right, look, I got my master's degree. I'm going to put that to use. I'm going to do that. I like music. I'm going to make some music. Um, I know, you know, say I know how to do this and do that. Whatever talent that I have. I'm going to use that to, to my ability um, and I'm going to manifest to what I want and what I want to do. And I'm going to keep working towards anything that I can possibly do or get my hands on. Uh, no matter if it's like doing stuff with animals, no matter if it's like actually going and like making music. You know, I'm, I've met a bunch of music producers out here in California. That's all pretty much people like to do. Um, you know, you send like send them one song. They're like, oh, yeah, I like this. I vibe with this. You can come to the studio, record something. And you just put yourself out there like that. Uh, no matter if it's, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if mm -hmm. any football opportunities, like I said, I've been doing like just small camps here and there. I've been to, uh, you know, just to make sure people know that I'm still working in the football thing, you know, just, uh, it's putting myself out there. You know, just people who are like working in ESPN or something like that. And, uh, you know, just putting myself out there, literally just working towards a goal that you can know that that's possibly obtainable. So what is your goal? If you had to break it down, what is what is the ultimate goal for you? My ultimate goal for me is to be able to just live my life. And, uh, and by that, it's just doing whatever, to be honest. Like if I want to be a, a really big actor or something, then I'm going to do that. If I want to be a really big producer, I'm going to do that as well. If I want to play football, I don't, I don't want to put limits to what I can do because then when I make it to that point, it's going to be like, then what now? Um, so I just want to be literally be able to do whatever. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like, you know, there's no limit to, to my mind or creativity. So, um, the more that I'm able to do, uh, the more impact I'm able to have on a lot of people, the more impact I'm able to have on my life, uh, just to literally just be happy by doing whatever, uh, you know, just, you know, knowledge is power, just being able to just obtain different things. Uh, like I said, I do, I do a lot of stuff and, uh, continuously work towards literally all those things is just time management for pretty much just about anything. And uh, I, I, I just want to be able to, you know, live a successful, happy life. I don't want to limit, limit myself, just, you know, just being limitless, having an open mind. Um, if I'm able to do something, because nothing really lasts forever and you only get one life. And so why not, you know, be able to do whatever you want to do in life? You know what I mean? If I want to go be a pilot and get my pilot's license, I'm going to go do that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing that's, that's really stopping me from being able to do just like anything. And the only thing is, is being able to actually have the opportunity. Yeah, you're going to have Rexy and Remy, uh, Rexy, Roxy and Remy fly in the skies. You're going to have Roxy and Remy fly in the skies. <laughs> well, you know, we definitely appreciate you coming on here on Sportsish. It's been a great conversation. I appreciate you opening up about your life, dogs, sports, football, all that stuff, and admitting to the world that you're a Cowboys fan. I know that was hard for you. But um, <laughs> so the last thing that I want my guests to do before they leave the show is to just let our listeners know what is the best advice that you've ever been given? Uh, the best advice I've ever been given is pretty much just, um, you know, just always, always be, be humble for, for just about anything. Cause, uh, anybody, uh, maybe not be in your position whatsoever. It's just, there's, there's always been something from me as a kid. Um, so just being humble with anything that you have, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are not fortunate enough to be able to even play the game of football people are not fortunate enough to be able to make it to college or even to get a degree or, you know, just pretty much about anything, be able to live out here in California, 
Um, it's a lot of things that you have to you have to realize that you're blessed for, and uh, you can't stress too much about where you're not at just yet because you can you can eventually get there. Um, so just being able to just stay humble and being grateful for what you have, and then uh, still working towards stuff that you want in life. Josh Butler, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much, as always. Thank you for having me, for one, and uh, for for the people out there. Like I said. Always chase your goals, chase your dreams, no matter what you want to do, always go for it. Um, even if it's an opportunity that you feel as though uh, may not work towards something, there's always other doors, you know, just always go through those doors. It's, it's something out there that's for you, that's meant for you. There it is. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Sportsish. I'm your host, Elisa Hernandez. Make sure you comment, subscribe, share us on social media. I'll be back with another episode every Tuesday. But until then, you can follow me on Twitter at eHernandezTV and on Instagram at Hernandez underscore LA. Thank you so much to our first guest of the season, Josh Butler. You can follow him on all of his social media platforms at Josh Butler TV. For now, I'll see you guys next time, but let's go out listening to that new track from a young artist here in Los Angeles. Taz on the beat, though. Streets keep calling. Abundance of everything I've ever wanted Ended up being the root of everything honey. And all the trip I did to equal the strike The times where if I didn't turn right I would've called life So much to pull me right back out on the avenue Clackers and gafflers the gang these nappin' you Beating you, dragging you, brought towns after you Regardless, still eager to go out and fill up a bag of shit The homies appointed you and anointed dude Just stayed on point and fuse And help the homies in the joint get food Styrofoam cuts with my pups just to feel free Trying to go borp it make you wanna drink much is Pimp C. My allegiance to the set out of Pimp Me. Drags me on my mini mansion, homies be the enemies. Be the reason why they toss it up over the track, stupid. Rap status irrelevant when you hit the light on you. Yeah. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.